When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. The apples are hanging heavy on the branches, dropping one by one, and I have to go to the yard and pick them up, or the yard will start to smell sour. Some of the apples have been half-eaten by the time I get to them, so at least something is enjoying the fruit. But I do think it has been causing trouble. The other day, as I sat working near the window, I heard that thump of a few apples falling. A caw or two told me crows had found it, and the flap and settle of wings out on the ground. It usually gets quiet with those birds starting to eat, but a loud and startled squawk told me something was up. Looking through the window, I saw three large crows hopping around as two squirrels began chittering and coming out of the tree. They squared off with the apples between them. As they stalked round each other, I heard loud and clear from one of the squirrels, You may take our skies, but you will not have our apples! The first story is told by Donna Washington. She's a highly animated performer and has been entertaining, educating, and inspiring audiences with her vocal pyrotechnics, elastic face, and deep characterizations that bring stories to life for over 30 years. This is her telling, Anansi and the Liar's Contest. Anansi is one of my favorite characters. He's a trickster character from West Africa. And what that means is, sometimes when he plays tricks, he gets in trouble. And sometimes when he plays tricks, he's triumphant. But whether he wins or loses, we always learn something important from Anansi. Now, even if you have never heard of Anansi, you know who he is. He's around us even today. And here's how. Anansi started off in West Africa with the West Africans. And when they were taken out of West Africa, one of the first places they were taken was to the Caribbean to work on the sugar plantations. When the Africans were taken to the Caribbean, they weren't allowed to speak their own languages, worship their religions, or tell their stories. But they wanted to keep Anansi, so they turned him into a woman. If you go to the Caribbean, you can find all these stories about a very wise woman named Aunt Nancy. It's Anansi the Spider. The West Africans were also brought here to America, and when they got here to America, they were sent to the South, mostly, to work on the plantations. And when they got here, they weren't allowed to speak their languages or worship their religions or tell their stories. But they wanted to keep Anansi, and so they turned him into a rabbit. He is the basis of Br'er Rabbit. Now, Br'er Rabbit jumped all over the country, getting mixed up with the Native American tricksters and the European tricksters and the Asian tricksters, and they all got mixed in together, and at some point, they all turned into Bugs Bunny. The next time you see Bugs Bunny, you are in fact seeing a very small piece of Africa. And here is one of Anansi's stories. Now, many times in Africa, 
They have droughts. They have periods when there is not enough rain, and all the animals are very hungry. And it happened that a Nazi, the spider, was sitting up on a ridge, and down below him, eyeing him, were a flea, a fly, and a moth. And they thought that a Nazi looked so delicious. Of course, the problem was the three of them could never hope to overwhelm him and eat him. But maybe, since a Nazi liked tricks, they could fool him into letting them eat him. And so they devised a plan—a liar's contest. Each of them would tell a preposterous story, and make a Nazi say that they were lying. Because you see, the way it works is if you can get someone else to say, "Oh, that's a lie," then you win. So they each devised a really ridiculous story, and then they went to a Nazi and they said, "A Nazi, we would like to propose a contest." And a Nazi said, "All right, what's the contest? Let us have a liar's contest." They said, "Each of us will tell a story, and whichever says, 'Oh, that's a lie,' that person loses the contest, and they will get eaten by the others." A Nazi said, "All right, I'll play." Well, the flea got up first, and he said, "I am the greatest flea who ever lived." When I was born, I went into the jungle and I sucked a lion completely dry, and all the other lions ran away from me. And I said to the lions, "If you make me your king, I will not eat any more of you." And so, I flee. I'm the king of the lions. And Anansi looked over at the flea and said, "Oh, I know that's true. I've seen your palaces." Well, the three of them looked at each other, and the fly stood up next, and he said, "I am the greatest fly who ever lived. When I was born, I flapped my wings and blew down the elephants. The elephants were so afraid of me they ran away." And I said to the elephants, "If you make me your king, I will not blow you over anymore." So they agreed, and I, Fly, am the king of the elephants. Anansi said, "Ah, I have seen your palaces made of ivory. I just didn't know they belonged to you." All three of them turned to the moth. And、the moth said, "I am the greatest moth who ever lived. When I was born, I carried off the people of the villages and dropped them off cliffs. And I said to them, 'You must make me your king, or I will kill all the people.' And the people bowed down before me, and I, moth, am the king of the people." Anansi said, "Ah, yes, yes. I have seen your palaces as well. I am so excited to meet such honored personages. I know your stories are true." Well, the flea, the fly, and the moth looked at each other, and between them, they had already decided: no matter what Anansi said, 
They were going to say it was true, because it was better to have a draw than for them to get eaten by that spider. Anansi said, I am nobody's king, but here is my story. You see, a long, 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 long time ago, I was a farmer. I lived on a huge plantation with lots and lots to eat. There were fruits and vegetables, and all were mine. But in the middle of my plantation was a huge tree. And on that tree, there grew three fruits, a grape, a cassava, and a coconut. The three of them looked at each other, but they didn't say anything. Anansi said, one day, I was sitting under that tree, and that grape fell down, and split open, and out came a flea, the very first flea that ever lived. I grew it on my land, and since I grew it on my land, it belonged to me, and I could eat it if I chose. Now, the flea scampered away, and though I tried my hardest, I could not catch it. And that flea gave birth to every other flea in the world. Anansi turned to the flea, he said. You are descendant of that flea, which means you belong to me, and I can eat you if I like. Well, the flea just kind of looked around. He had nothing to say. Anansi said, not long after that, I was walking across my land. I was very tired. I sat under that tree, and the cassava fell down and came open, and out came a fly. The very first fly that ever lived grew on my land. Belongs to me. I could eat it if I want. Well, I tried, but it flew away. And it had other children. You, you fly. You are descended from the very first fly, the one that I grew on my land, which means you belong to me, and I can eat you if I like. The fly and the flea looked at each other. Anansi said, Then, not long after that, I was walking across my land, and I sat under that very same tree, and that coconut fell down and broke open, and out came a moth. The very first moth that ever was. It belongs to me since I grew it on my land, and I could eat it if I want. And that moth fluttered away, and I didn't catch it. And you, moth, are descended from that very first moth, which I grew on my land, which means you belong to me, and I can eat you if I like. The three looked at each other. If they said that what Anansi just told them was true, that meant that each of them belonged to him and he could eat them. But if they said it was a lie, they would have lost the liar's contest and he could eat them if he liked. The three of them fled from Anansi. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. And that is the story of The Liar's Contest. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Rapunzel's Hair Weave Boutique. Rapunzel's Hair Care has branched out and opened a new storefront. Now at Rapunzel's Hair Weave Boutique, you can find luxurious hair care products and services like platinum blonde closures, deep wave frontals, straight lace closures, sew-ins, and bundle deals. The boutique also does cuts and blowouts, along with waxing services for all your hair care needs. Visit Rapunzel's Hair Weave Boutique, with extensions so long and strong your true love can climb them. 
This podcast is also brought to you by a few new iTunes reviews. The first one is titled Awesome Heart Emoji. It's by Heth DFBFD, who writes, These podcasts are amazing, and I've been on this thing for like 25 minutes, and I'm already in love. The way they tell the stories are amazing, and the stories, I've never heard them at all. But now it makes me feel like I need to read every book they're talking about. And they have so many things, and plus, it's all free. Emoji with the smiley face, star eyes. And it's really great. Two smiley emojis. The second review is by Deadly Ellie, hashtag Rose Emoji, who writes, I totally agree with you, Heth. DFBFD, this podcast that I've heard in a while. Thank you so much for making this possible and keep them coming. Signed, your biggest fan. Thank you so much for leaving these reviews. It's so much fun to read them and it's so much fun to get to hear from some of the biggest fans of the podcast. Keep listening. There's more to come. Oh dear, I thought as I watched the squirrels launch themselves at the crow. There was quite a scuffle as feathers and bits of fur and creatures tumbled and made a general ruckus. One of the crows managed to take flight with one of the squirrels, but another squirrel came flying out of the tree and tackled a lot of them to the ground. The sounds they were making had me getting out of my chair, preparing to rush outside and stop it, until I noticed my neighbor's cat peeping over the wall. A kid in a candy shop is the only way I can describe the look on that feline's face. In one graceful leap, it was in the middle of the fray, and now I was quite sure that something was going to die. In a moment, it was all over. The squirrels were scrambling away, and the crows were safe in the air. The cat was less than pleased, for all he had in his mouth was a hard green apple. The second story is by Laura Sims, an award-winning performer, writer, and educator, advocating storytelling as compassionate action for personal and community transformation. This is her telling the beautiful Buddhist story, Rabbit in the Moon. Long ago in India, there was a rabbit who was renowned for her generosity. It was said that in many lifetimes to come, she would be reborn as a great teacher who would teach through compassion and generosity. The rabbit had two best friends, monkey and lion. Every afternoon, they would meet in a clearing in the forest, and the rabbit would discourse on the virtues of generosity. One day, Three gods from the Tushita heaven were floating on a cloud over the forest when they overheard the rabbit's discourse. They realized this was no ordinary creature, but the Buddha, a great teacher to be. And they decided that they would test the rabbit to see if truly she was generous. They made a plan. They would come down to the earth as three beggars, go to a clearing, and surely the animals would make offerings. Word of the three beggars' arrival spread quickly through the forest, and that very afternoon, monkey, rabbit, and lion met, and they talked about what they would give, and they decided that they would each give what they valued the most. The monkey was the first to come up with an idea. Oh, 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 I know! Oh, I have an idea! Oh, oh, me, me, me! I 
The lion swished his tail from the left and the right and said, That's ridiculous. Bananas grow on trees. I will give something of tremendous value. I will give one huge, juicy, raw, red piece. Of meat, all the animals will be roaring about me for years. The rabbit couldn't decide what she would give. At first, she thought maybe she would give carrots, but they grow again. Then she realized what she valued the most herself. When the beggars come into the forest in the clearing, they would make a fire. She would leap into the fire, cook herself, and they could eat her. you after you're gone. The monkey and the lion both departed to go and tell everyone about their generous deed. The rabbit sat down and waited. That very evening, the three beggars came to the forest. They went to a clearing, made a fire, and sat down. It wasn't long before the monkey arrived. <laughs> the monkey was carrying 100 bananas in his tail, jumping, leaping, dragging them into the beggars when he set them down and turned and looked at all of his relatives who chatted with great applause. <laughs> The lion came next. He swished his tail to the left and to the right. Holding his head high with his teeth showing, he carried the huge slab of meat in his mouth. The lion, with great bravado, bowed down before the beggars and set the meat on the earth. Then looked up put all the animals in the forest and said, I am generous. The rabbit was sitting outside of the clearing. She could smell the fire. It was so hot, it burned her eyes, and she was scared. But then she cheered up. For she realized she was going to give herself. So she hopped into the clearing and leaped into the flames. But the flames were cold. The rabbit jumped out of the flames and said, 
I'm sorry. I wanted to give myself. And before her eyes, the three beggars turned themselves back into three splendid gods. They bowed before the rabbit and said, O oh, noble one, you are truly generous. And in many lifetimes to come, you shall be born as a Buddha, a great teacher on earth, and teach through compassion and generosity. And they gave the rabbit a gift. They rose up across the earth and gathered in their arms a huge mountain. And they squeezed the bottom of that mountain until the juice of the earth rose to its tip and then they carried it up to the sky and on the face of the full moon they painted a picture of the rabbit so anyone who looks at the full moon will be reminded of the virtue of generosity Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Donna Washington and Laura Sims on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor are Lynn Ford and Katie Knudsen. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was from a story seed by Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. While you're there, check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Maybe you'll hear them here soon. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. This week, the patrons will get an extra story from Laura Sims, The Straw, the Coal, and the Bean, a classic and fairly odd tale from the Grimm's Brothers. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which I can read out loud for everyone to enjoy, and it helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website, join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and if you tune in, you'll hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal 